Welcome to Alphabet Fly Encyclopedic Marvel Journey, where I go through the official handbook of the Marvel Universe with guests, and we talk about all the characters we know and love and have forgotten as well. My name is Jesse Cooper, and with me today is someone who uses hypnotism for crimes. Laura! I've been discovered! So, so, as, uh, are you, are you ready to talk about Miracle Man? Boy, am I! Yeah, do you know who Miracle Man is? Nope! <laughs> so... I mean, he was. I mean, he was only on the third issue of Fantastic Four. I mean, uh, obviously, yes, yeah. of course. Yeah. How could I have forgotten? <laughs> yeah, but uh, but yeah, Miracle Man. I'm not even going to let you guess because honestly, you won't. Un- you won't guess. Sure. Okay, so he looks like a knockoff Doctor Strange. Yep. Uh, blue suit and cape with red lining, bow tie. Um, goatee. He really looks like Doctor Strange. Looks like a knockoff Doctor yeah. Strange. Um, very much so. Uh, yeah, but is it deliberate? Are, do you think, or I don't, I don't really sort know. Of I think they just need to make. I think they wanted to make a magician, right, and that's what enough. they did. <laughs> so, uh, so his name is unrevealed at this time, but later was revealed as Joss Ayers. Okay. Yep. Um, you know, Joss uh, was his, really? his his uh occupation is stage magician. Mm-hmm. Later would be conqueror, which is a pretty common career path for stage magician. Can I start putting that on my resume? Would be conqueror. Technically, a would be conqueror just means you have to try a little bit once, right? Like, I mean. I think I might actually. I've been saying that a lot. I think I might put would be conqueror on there. <laughs> I didn't say successful conqueror. No, just would be. I mean, you just have to try a little once and fail, mm-hmm. and you uh, you are a would be conqueror. It's like being an unsuccessful entrepreneur. <laughs> yeah, you could technically put entrepreneur if you tried to make money off of something you did. Hmm. Uh, so his he is has a publicly uh, public identity. He's a citizen of the United States with a criminal record. He also went by Brother Joshua or Professor. Okay. Um, his birthplace is unrevealed, and his his place of death was somewhere in the Adirondack Mountains in upstate New York. Hmm. Scenic marital marital status unrevealed. So maybe we can if you like stage magicians. That do. Does someone must right? <laughs> someone does. Yeah. Someone has to. I, you know what? It's fair. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna slander anyone's yeah. tastes. Yeah. So uh, his first appearance was uh, Fantastic Four issue number three, and let me tell you, this is just a magical time uh, of. Of Marvel because this was the beginning of the Marvel Age, um, mm-hmm. so <laughs> when they so hadn't to, figured out how to make good bad guys yet, no, or or how to make make stuff look good on a cover. <laughs> yeah. Um, so so the cover. Did you get the link? Yes, I did. Okay, so we have the classic Fantastic Four uh, logo on there mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, of course it's the world's greatest ma- it's the greatest magazine in the world 
The greatest comic magazine in the world. Comic magazine in the world. No, I mean, Stan Lee would have you believe it's the greatest magazine in the <laughs> world, but it's the greatest comic magazine in the world. Two exclamation points. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we have the Fantastic Car. Mm-hmm. Um, but in this group, okay, first first off, this I I love Stan Lee's this audacity because in the oh man, he's such a salesman. Collector's great- item issue. I mean, okay, he's not this cri- wrong. <laughs> But it's- in this great, I'm just, just for, for, for real, like okay, in this great collector's item issue, you will find for the first time the amazing Fantastic Car and colorful new Fantastic Four costumes and other startling surprises. Ah, oh, there's so much there that we could talk about. One Fantastic Car, that's pretty forward thinking. He's already thinking about the toy line. Two new fan, colorful new Fantastic Four costumes. They're on issue three. You're on issue three. How are you already having a costume change? And then obviously collector's item issue. Like, I I mean, mean, they're not wrong. He's not wrong. Like an early issue of that. But like, that's pretty for that's pretty like taking the long view for something you don't know is going to become successful. That successful. For for something that was considered at the time a very throwaway thing. Mm hmm. I mean, she's selling it, and also you get to learn the secret, fantastic the secret of the Fantastic Four skyscraper hangout. Guess what? It has defense mechanisms. Is wow? Is that the secret? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> okay. So, um, no sign yeah. of uh, Miracle Man himself on the cover. By the way. Well, I mean, there's other startling surprises, and it's Miracle I Man. I assume that he's one of them. Yeah, and you have just, like, the thing on the Fantastic Car, uh, just shaking his fist at th- that young uh, Spitfire, mm-hmm. Johnny, uh, uh, Johnny, Johnny, Storm? just, Johnny, I was gonna say Johnny, but it's just, ah, and, and, and Sue Storm, and Sue Storm is just like, oh, I'm so dainty, <laughs> and Mr. Fantastic's just like, I'm driving this bad because we're on. We are tilting over really badly. Damn it, Johnny. We needed your weight to counterbalance it. How am I supposed to keep this thing in the air? Uh, his final appearance was in the th- was in Thing issue number 24. Uh, so, the criminal known only as Miracle Man was a master of mass hypnosis who worked as a stage magician. Without their realizing it, he hypnotized the audience into believing that they saw him perform miraculous feats. I mean, feats. I mean, that's kind of a feat in and of itself, right? Like you, I mean, you no, did successfully hypnotize people. I like the idea of also <laughs> him just like kind of, kind of just like hypnotizing everyone. Be like, "Yo, you saw some really dope shit," and then just leaving the stage <laughs> and just driving home. <laughs> and like, they just sit there cool, in silence for an hour sword. and then go home and be like, "Wow, what a great show." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <sighs> he even he even had like a like a stating he even had like a bowing thing <laughs> included in there. <laughs> just like and that's what I would do. I think I would hypnotize people to believing that I was working. Oh, uh, definitely like, at all. Like I would be like, "Hey, boss, I'm I, I'm definitely gonna be here all day," and then go back home. Oh, for sure. Yeah, you know, maybe even hypnotize them and putting your time in <laughs> for you as well. Yeah, that's what I would do. I don't know. I feel like he could make a lot more money <laughs> than than what he was doing. But 
early in their careers, uh, the Fantastic Four attended an attendant. I mean, attended a performance of Miracle Man's stage show in New York City. Mm. Seeing the Fantastic Four in the audience, the Miracle Man mocked them as being an inferior in power to himself. And he used his hypnotic ability to, hum- to humiliate the thing on stage. I feel like you could should do that to like anyone else but the big rock guy who has anger, yeah. anger problems. Like, yeah. Like, Ooh, bad choice yeah. there, bud. Yeah, do do it to like Sue. At that time, she was basically just a thing that w- happened to be female on the team. <laughs> no one, including the Fantastic Four, realized that the Miracle Man merely hypnotized them into believing he was displaying such superhuman powers, such as super strength and ability to grow in gigantic size. Mm-hmm. After the performance, Miracle Man decided that the time had come to use his hypnotic abilities to make himself a, a power in the world. At the performance of a science fiction movie, Miracle Man appeared to bring the enormous model of a monster uh, from the film to life. Subsequently, the monster appeared to steal an experimental atomic-powered tank from New York City area uh, military ordnance depot. The Fantastic Four went to after the monster, and one of the members, the Human Torch, set what he thought was the monster afire. The torch bewildered only found a wooden only found wooden plaster amid the fire. Hmm. The Miracle Man drove the tank off himself, and finally the torch stopped him by increasing the brightness of his flame until it blinded the criminal. What about the other people in New York City? Ah collateral damage. <laughs> yeah. Um uh, Mr. Fantastic then explained that he real. Oh my god, I hate Mr. Fantastic. Okay. <laughs> Does anyone not? I mean uh, some people don't. I don't really I don't I think I think they might also aspire to be Alpha Science Bros. Mm. Um But he he real he explained that he realized that the Miracle Man had no powers other than that of hypnotism. B- blinded so he could no longer use his hypnotic ability. Fantastic Four returned the tank to the military, and the Miracle Man was sent to prison. The thing that I really hate about most of my, my, uh, Mr. Fantastic's career, including something that came out like a last week, um, is he either comes in at the last second and says, "Hey, Johnny, throw a fireball." When he was throwing the fireball, that took credit for it. Mm-hmm. Explains what was very obvious, or explained it after he uh, after the villain revealed what was happening, mm-hmm. or he causes his own problem. <laughs> And then has everyone else fix it for him. He's that classic person who, like, when whenever you have to work together on something, he'll let you do all the work, and then at the last second, he'll, like, do one thing, and he's like, and I was the leader of the team, and I supervised, or, like, it was my idea from the start, and it's like, no, you just talked over people. Yeah, and uh, <sighs> so the latest thing is happening is, so currently the uh, mutants... Are they have their own uh, nation state on Krakoa, Again? the island that walks? Okay. Um, and they're actually for the first time, like the mutants actually have power in a world scale. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is they're just like, well, we want all the powerful mutants on our team. So why don't we go? Why don't we get a uh, Reed? Or why don't we get um Reed and Susan's son, Franklin? Oh, I forgot he was a mu- mutant. Yeah, he's a mutant. Yeah, he's a mutant. I knew he had uh, powers, but I kind of just assumed they were like. 
hereditary, but caused no. by the accident. Right, he's a mutant. Okay. No, no he's a mutant. So um, they want Franklin. Some would, some would say the most powerful mutant because he's basically God. Yeah. Um, and uh, so, so like, they spend the whole first issue just them fighting. And Sue Storm just being a mama bear. Like, what I was saying. Like, Reed is just being like, hey, let's talk this out. And, and Susan being like, I will crush Magneto into a ball of putty if you don't get out of this house and stop trying to touch my son. <laughs> like, it's real good. Uh, but, uh, but like, towards the end, like, he's just, uh, like, Franklin's just like, hey, let's talk it out with him, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, he tries to run through the Krakoa Gate, which it basically teleports, like, mutants mm-hmm. only to krakoa right but he runs straight through and then it's revealed at the very end that uh reed decided to put in stuff that would block his x gene from uh, like being able to be detected mm-hmm. so so now franklin who was like gonna be like on his father's side was just like well guess what i hate you dad yeah that's God. God. i mean it doesn't surprise it does not surprise me in the least that um <sighs> God, Reed Richards would experiment on his own kid. Like, not, not, a, of course. Like, that doesn't surprise me at all, but like. When his, when his son first was first starting manifesting the power and he realized what was happening, he put a helmet on him and was just like, okay, this will, this will stop his chi- tiny child mind from being able to do anything. Guess what the child did? It's just like, well, I don't want to wear this helmet anymore. I'm just going to turn into an adult man because I'm God and I can be whatever I want to be. Ugh. Like, oh my god. <sighs> okay. Just, and uh, this is just when I started liking Reed. Mm. Like, again. Like, I was just like, okay, I like Reed right now. Just, no. No. It's not great. Okay. So, uh, let's get back on track. So, there, a miracle man. So, he went to prison. So, his vision eventually returned. But not his hypnotic powers. And while he was uh, in prison, though, he did do research on psionic powers. So is and learned- is it an actual power? It's not something that he learned to do. Yes, it's something. No, it's hypnotic. Okay, it's hypnotic. But he did learn of yeah, sixties uh, out of American Indian tribe called the Chimaz- Chimazwa, or the Silent Ones. Mm. That now consisted only of a very small number of individuals who were said to be. Uh, said to possess great sonic powers. <laughs> After being released from jail, the Miracle Man tracked down and found the uh, Chimazwa, and they agreed to teach him how to develop his latent psionic powers. After developing those vast psionic powers, uh, he was able to uh, manipulate matter and energy. And the Miracle Man uses new powers to trigger a landslide, which he believed would kill the People who just taught him his powers. What? He is truly, wow. he is truly, he is truly a white man. Oh, God. Um, after being, uh, so. Uh, Event Horizon crossed. You, yep. Cool. Yep. He then proceeded to test his powers by attacking nearby villages. Of course. Of other tribes in Oklahoma. And White Wingfoot, uh, who was, re- who returned to, uh, Oklahoma with his friend, the Human Torch, and the Thing, and the Medusa. Um, is he a hero? Was I don't recognize the name. White Wingfoot. Yeah, he's he's a hero. He's basically uh, uh, one of the first like actual positive Native American <laughs> na- na- characters <laughs> in like comics. 
Um, he was like uh, best friends with um, Human Torch. He's basically just a big beefy dude who's like real good at stuff. Okay, cool. Yep. Yeah, but Medusa was also on the team with w- was with them as well, um, and she was a member of the Fantastic Four, probably because Sue was pregnant with Franklin. I probably would think because she was basically off the book for like a good half a year. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, the three. Uh, Fantastic Four member, uh, three Fantastic Four members battled the Miracle Man, who was who was out to conquer the world. Miracle Man even used his powers to create a city for himself, which he populated with humanoid androids, which he was, which he sent into battle. Hmm. Okay. 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 I'm just gonna. I'm not gonna try <laughs> to think. What? What? Like. Okay, city I get. Like, but androids? Like, I mean, we're not golems. Mm. Construct. Yeah, lean harder okay. to the magic yeah. thing. Uh. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he sent them to fight the Fantastic Four, or the Fantastic Three at this point. And then he uses powers to affect the concentration of radioactive materials across the world without his map power, or without his uh, knowledge. And he, so that if he keep on using his powers at such a scale that there would be a nuclear explosion that would cover most of the Earth. So did he stop? Well, however, <laughs> well, before the explosion could occur, the thing knocked out Miracle Man, causing all that he created to vanish and undoing the harm he unwillingly uh, cause to the world's nuclear stockpile spiles spies but stockpiles um and the chi mazwa uh took miracle man away and reeducated him in the proper use of his powers what what why what what okay whatever okay um sure uh, miracle man uh was not killed had not killed them in fact they were already dead what <laughs> and existed on Earth in astral form. Okay, what? I was expecting. I can't. I oh my god, I can't. I can't. We're dealing with like really Silver Age people right now, and I just like I'm used to like them trying, and they're not trying right now. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. Later, Miracle Man succeeded in overcoming the spirits of the uh, Chimoza. I mean, Chimozwa, Chimozwa, uh, in and wreaked havoc on Earth once again, but he was opposed by the Thing and the Ghost Rider. Hang on. The Thing. Sorry. Yeah. This isn't a real tribe, right? Like, they didn't take a real tribe's name and use it for this. They made it up. I think yes? they did. Because that, like, normally I would say, like, be accurate, but in this case, gosh, please be made up. <laughs> It's kind of like whenever it's kind of like whenever I try to uh, correct like Gypsy to Roma, but mm. sometimes whenever you're reading a sentence saying, uh, you don't want to say the Roma turned uh, turned Dracula into a vampire. Yeah, mm. uh, it's just like uh, I don't know. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh. sorry. So, okay, continue. Yeah. So, so yeah, he, but yeah, he was opposed by the thing and the Ghost Rider when he tried to wreak havoc on the world, and the thing once again defeated Miracle Man, who was 
taken into custody, but by the same Chimwazwa again. Okay. Given amnesia by the Chimwaz. Okay, that's apparently a thing you do with villains now. You just make them forget. Um, given amnesia, the Miracle Man was eventually taken into a monastery, which he became, uh, which he became known as Brother Joshua. Okay. He was only. It was only four days away from taking his vows to become a monk. Uh, himself when he encountered a visitor to the monastery, Damien Hellstrom, who was still possessed by the demonic Dark Soul. And this triggered uh, his memories? The presence... Yeah. <laughs> of course it did. Yeah. Uh, the Miracle Man once again tried to become a menace, uh, <laughs> a menace to the world, but Hellstrom persuaded the Dark Soul to leave Miracle Man's body and re-enter Hellstrom's zone. It left uh, Miracle Man, but before it could re-enter Hellstrom, the Hellcat and the Overmind used their psionic powers to force the Dark Soul into the body of a snake. Okay, that's... Out of I left feel field? like there needs to be more... I feel like there needs to be more explained there. Yeah. Just... Okay. Uh, so, somehow, losing the Dark Soul, Miracle Man lost all of his superhuman powers, except for the hypnotic ones. Okay. Uh, many months later, he uh, determined to find an ally to help him and regain the rest of his powers. A Miracle Man planned to free and team up with the Rhino, who was being transported under guard of Project Pegasus in Upstate New York. Taking a bus upstate. I feel like with your hypnotism, you got at least get a plane ticket. <laughs> I'm just- right? Like, darn. <laughs> yeah. Man. Yeah, the Miracle Man discovered that the thing was one of his fellow passengers. Again, just get a plane ticket. You can, <laughs> you can hypnotize people. Okay, oh. he would have died if he just got a plane ticket. Uh, he used his hypnotic abilities to conceal his presence from his longtime enemy. The Miracle Man used hypnotic powers to force rhinos, the rhino driver to crash the vehicle into the mountainside. But the rhino did not want to escape. Since he was being taken uh, to scientists he, who... Hope to be able to remove his surgically um, attached rhino costume, mm-hmm. thus enabling him to have a normal life again. Mm-hmm. Miracle Man hypnotized the rhino into fighting the thing, but then the rhino, furious at Miracle Man's intervention uh, in his life, attacked the Miracle Man himself. He evaded the rhino's charge, but was fatally shot with an explosive. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! That. Oh, okay, sorry. I. I got hit with something that... Okay, so he shot with an explosive bullet from a passenger on the bus who was actually the disguised vigilante, the Scourge. Oh my god. Sorry, this is another Scourge episode. I love Scourge. Okay, so... Do you know anything about Scourge of the Underworld? Okay, so... Scourge of the Underworld is a person who would just, uh... Throughout the 80s would just, uh... Basically come in at the end of stories for a long time and just kill d-list villains that was his whole function well, well well there's more well that was his whole function but the thing that i like about it is he just does these people so dirty so um so it's like a deus ex uh, machina yeah. but with an explosive bullet to the face but like he, he always doesn't dress up as something he doesn't have a costume like he just he always, he's always dressed up as something sometimes offensive sometimes not <laughs> Sometimes he's just walking close to the Baxter building and he sees 
an old time Captain Marvel villain and just shoots him in the face as soon as he pulls up a manhole cover. Um, why? Yeah, but I uh, I did not know this was going to be a Scourge episode. Uh, I need a Scourge sting because uh, he's killed over thirty eight people, and a lot of the Book of the Dead is is Scourge victims. What what does he get out of it? Um, he because like, he get he's not kills. getting paid for this. Is he like? Is it just for fun? Well, is he targeting we D-list villains? We don't. We he just targets D-list villains, and we don't know why. Okay, he does say justice is served at the end, which is the why I do the sign out. But um, sure, <laughs> he was eventually he was eventually captured by Captain America, but then someone else who what called himself the Scourge killed the person captured by Captain America. It said justice was served and got away. So we don't really know. It's like the Dread Pirate Roberts. Uh, I can't get into it. <laughs> okay. But yeah, but that is, uh, but yeah, he's 5'11", weighs 185, has blue eyes, black hair. Um, and uh, we talked about his powers already. Yeah. He had mass hypnosis. Off and, and on. <laughs> Yeah. Sometimes so, he has hypnosis, uh, yeah, but not the other things, and sometimes he has the other things, but not the hypnosis. And so, I do have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Are they, they still dead? dead? Is he still dead? I'm gonna say yes. You're wrong. He's actually He's possibly still alive. Possibly. Hmm. Because um. The Hood, during uh, Siege, or well, well, during Dark Reign, I should say, um, resurrected a bunch of the Scourge's victims mm-hmm. uh, to kill the Punisher. And they eventually do actually kill the Punisher. That's when we get the really awesome Frankencastle um, saga nice. afterwards. Because the monsters get all of his body parts, and then they, they, they make him into a Frankenstein monster. <laughs> it's pretty good. It's pretty great. Um, but, uh, he then runs away, but he, we haven't really seen much of him. Okay, so then. he's missing, presumed alive. Yes. Okay. I can tell you hasn't been in a lot of, he hasn't been in a lot of, uh, modern ones. Um, I think the last time he showed up was actually in the, the, uh, the Punisher Dark Reign, uh, arc. Hmm. So, so yeah. He may surface uh, again. So yeah, that hit, so this is uh, and this is pretty much it. So, uh, what do you have to plug? Uh, yes, I do a podcast called Pitch Me Something with a, my co-host Sean and Jesse's been on it quite recently. Um, we talk about pop culture ideas for uh video games, comics, movies, TV shows, all sorts of stuff. Uh, and uh, you can find it at franklyimplausible.com or on iTunes or Google Play under the name Pitch Me Something. Uh, you should definitely come listen to the episode that Jesse was in. And if you like it, uh, come listen to more. I have another podcast called Crypt Critters where I talk about cryptids in somewhat lower detail. And I have another podcast called uh, Limited Theories where I talk about mostly uh, limited Marvel series. But I will be talking about something 
that I read a lot as a teenager and make I recorded one episode and I felt like going back in time and punching my young self into just just my younger self, just my high school self, just keep on punching until I get rid of all the moments I cringe at. Mm. Um Yeah. So uh so yeah. Um this has been Alphabet Flight and Justice is served. Dun, dun. Bye. Wait, wait, wait.